Steelers fans everywhere want to know why Matt Canada isn't getting fired. Well, after Mike Tomlin talked on Tuesday, I have myself, Chris Carter, on the Lockton Steelers podcast, joined by Mike DeFabo of The Athletic. We're going to break down why that's the case, what Tomlin actually said, and what might actually be coming that are changes for the Pittsburgh Steelers moving forward and how they need to prepare for the Baltimore Ravens. It's the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And as I said before, we're joined by Mike DeFabo of The Athletic. He covers the Steelers for them. Does a great job. Mike, we just got out of another Tomlin Tuesday press conference a few hours ago, and shockingly, Matt Canada was not fired, and all of Steelers Twitter was so surprised. None of us who cover the team were not. Yeah, Chris, um, here's my take on this situation. I I have seen enough of Matt Canada to know that he's not the answer. He cannot be an NFL offensive coordinator. Um, He's not the right man to guide Kenny Pickett and help him take the next step. But with that said, We're four games into the season. The Steelers are not going to bring in somebody from the outside. They're not going to install a brand new playbook during the bye week. That just can't happen in the NFL. That's too big of an ask. And and beyond that, who do you think they're going to go find that doesn't have a job right now? If there's a guy who is not coaching a football team currently, what does that say about that individual? So unfortunately, I know this is not what Steelers fans want to hear. The most likely scenario is Matt Kinn is on the final year of his contract. He's essentially a lame duck coordinator. He's going to ride out this season. And then um, when his contract expires at the end of the year, the Steelers will part ways. And then it's up to them to make the right hire. Again, not what people want to hear, but probably the most likely situation. I think it's important to remember that Mike Tomlin was not – the person who said Matt Canada, bring him in here. I know that that's some people that point out. They're like, Oh, uh, Matt Canada gave a scholarship offer to Mike Tomlin's son, as well as 14 other D one schools that gave him offers. That is the, the dumbest conspiracy theory out there. But on top of that, on top of that, you have the, you have the whole point that the Mr. Rooney wanted him. That's why he, that that's why he was hired. And as far as if Art Rooney, the owner, the, your boss, the guy that sits over your head, if he's the one who hired him, do people really believe that Mike Tomlin is the guy that can call the shot and say, get him out of here. If Mike Tomlin didn't hire the guy, he ain't going to be able to fire the guy. I don't think that it's called Mike Tomlin's job is to be the head coach and work with what he's got in front of him. I know some people will say, well, he should be able to do That's obviously not the dynamics the Steelers are working with. But the dynamics that the Steelers are working with are trying to focus and make it. And there are changes they, they plan to be that plan to be made. Here was Mike Tomlin. We asked him, one, him here's him acknowledging that the play calling won't change as far as how the coaches operate there, but the things that might change for the Steelers moving forward. Here's Mike Tomlin on his Tuesday press conference. After the game, changes are coming. What are those changes? You know, I was talking about the physicality component or the lack thereof, and and it didn't take long for me to realize uh, practice attire early in the in the year, but also, um, you know, some matchup related things. Man, we're open to dividing the labor up more finely. In an effort to get better play, 
um, to put people in circumstances that are advantageous to their skill set without being too specific and getting into game plan related things. Um, we're open to doing whatever is required to, to highlight the skill sets of people based on what we have seen uh, to this point in the journey. Mike, when you evaluate the team from the game and you look at the coaching job, just how do you especially evaluate the coaching job that was done on the offensive side of the ball? Man, not good enough. Um, not good enough. Uh, whenever we don't play well, forget win or lose, whenever we don't play well, um, as a coach, man, you start there. Um, and so that's where we always start. Um, and particularly at the early portions of the season, forget whether or not you're playing poorly or you're losing. Um, there's, there's a get better component of this process, particularly at the early stages of the year, that has a lot to do with coach decision making. How you structure uh, preparation, um, how you allocate time and preparation in terms of the things that you highlight about what other people do and the amount of physical reps that you tee up for things that you prepare to do. All of that is coaching and elements of coaching decision making uh, and strategy. And so um, I'm always looking at that, but obviously based on, on, on the result of that last game, certainly. When you talk about it, when you talk about a division of labor, especially with players, does any of that extend to coaches? Whether that's changing who's calling the plays, anything like that on the offense? Not at this juncture, no. Mike, why have slow starts been? I mean, you guys have struggled to keep the ball early in games. That would hint that the game plan is maybe not up to par. What's your level of confidence in that? Can those and and sometimes the game plan being up to par or not being up to par has nothing to do with with the schematics, but. Um, our presentation of the schematics, the training, um, how we allocate physical reps in preparation, um, the amount of fluidity and understanding being displayed by the players early on in the game. All of that is coaching and coaching related decisions in terms of the things, that, the positions that we put them in during the course of the week. And so, um, yes, you do look at the game plan, but not just solely the concepts. Uh, how many times we rep the concepts, what looks we provide, the realistic component of it, the division of labor within the concepts. And so um, there's a lot to that, but obviously that's something that's being looked at and being looked at uh, very hard given um, the trajectory of the starts, as you mentioned. Mike, did you ever so, Mike, right there, I know a lot of people wanted Mike Tomlin to come out and say, God, we're firing Matt Canada. This is they want. I, I, I've been joking, you know, that people want WWE promo cuts of Steelers press conferences. That's how these should go. Like Mike Tomlin come out and rock bottom Matt Canada and say you're out of here. That's not how. That's not how these things work. But here's the thing. I know that people didn't get the the red meat that they wanted, but Mike, a lot of what he just said, even in just that clip, not including the, the thirty minutes long press conference, in just that clip. He's pointing at coaching being a problem. He's not alluding himself being part of that process. He's not alluding Matt Canada not being part of that process. He's saying, hey, preparing these guys to do the things we're trying to do to, to start games, to win games, we have to do better there. That's where I think that this the conference the, the translation is being lost to the fans that they're hearing, they're not hearing we're gonna fire Matt Canada, and they're missing the point that, hey. He's acknowledging the coaching has to be better, and that is something that they're working on right now. It does have to get better, and everybody has to do better. There's no question about that. But I guess I'm concerned about if they can actually do it. Like one of their issues right now is stopping the run. And and this has been a recurrent problem since 2020 when I believe they were – I think that was the year that they were dead last in both rushing yards allowed and yards allowed per carry. 
and they've just been inconsistent. And, and when you've had these problems year after year and they don't get better, uh, it makes me think that you don't have the solutions and that maybe they don't have the answers internally. You know, I think he's trying to send a message right now to his team with this whole physicality thing. They're about to play the Ravens, who you know want to run the ball down your throat, right? So physicality is 100% going to be a factor in this game. He's trying to send a message, but I wonder whether emotional changes and pushing the right buttons to get his team fired up and physical and ready to play hard are enough for this team, or if they need more dramatic changes. And some of those things I think are going to take this off season, like having better players, having bigger, more physical players, having an offensive coordinator who knows what he's doing. Those things don't occur because you went and you won a press conference. You can't change those things in a press conference. Those things have to be changed in an off season. I, I agree. That's I, I, absolutely the case. You can't like, that's the thing. People think that things that are said in the, in the Tuesday press conference are going to be the determining factor. That right. gets How Mike Tomlin answers the question is going to determine whether they win or what questions are asked are going to determine whether Mike Tomlin wins. No, what determines whether the Steelers win is the decision they made this off season to bring back Matt Canada or the decisions in terms of how, how they were going to allocate their resources uh, with a quarterback on a rookie contract to fill out the rest of the roster. Those are the things that matter, not what Mike Tomlin says in a press conference. And how they how they do practice week to week. Because I think Mike Tomlin acknowledged, and we'll get to this in the next segment a little bit more in depth, but he acknowledged at the top of his thing, hey, we need to be practicing to be more physical. Because they, the Steelers came out in the game, and he – he was very clear, and I agree with this assessment. They got bullied off the line, and that was not supposed to be the identity of this team. And I think to, to what you said, it was 2021 that they ranked dead last in, in stopping the run. Because in 2020, they were last in running the ball. They got Najee Harris. That changed. And then in 21, they were dead last in stopping the run. And then when they brought in Brian Flores, I think they were top 10 as a defense. I forget where run defense fit into that last year. But it's definitely something that they've needed to address, and especially not without the, the guy who's been a key factor when, of when they've stopped the run, Cam Hayward, being in there. They have to address some things. And so I think across the board, he's like, hey, Things have to change, but part of it, he's not like, I think what some people are hearing is the, uh, is the part where Mike Tomlin gets into, you know, needing to, you know, having a, a padded practice on Wednesday and wearing pads and, be, and trying to start the games to be more, be more physical and getting a lower pad level. That is not alleviating any responsibility from coaching in there. That's saying, Hey, part of it is we do have to press this, but he also, as he brought up several times in that clip about preparation, knowing, getting guys to know where they're supposed to be and having them be ready. A lot of that is to do with coaching. Right. I will say this too. There is a delicate balance between practicing the guys hard and over practicing them. And Mike Tomlin throughout his coaching career with the Steelers has tried to find that right line. There's the famous story of him coming in his first year, yep. overworking the guys during training camp to set a tone that we were going to be a physical football team. And then they ended up, you know, the end of the season, they were worn down. They weren't able to achieve what they could. And he dialed things back subsequently. So there is no right answer. There is no perfect formula. And that's what Tomlin acknowledged. And, and I agree with him, him here. And I can sympathize with what he's going through because like, you know, having the guys go out there and run the Oklahoma drill for 45 minutes, yeah, you might prove a point, but then they're all going to be dead for the game, right? So um, there is that fine line between getting the guys the necessary work and overworking them. 
I want to talk more about that point here on the Locked On Steelers podcast with, with Mike DeFabo of The Athletic. We got a lot more to discuss when it comes to that, how it can change the identity of what this team wants to be and what I might actually be able to see before they, they play the Baltimore Ravens 1 p.m. Sunday at Acrisure Stadium. We'll get to all of that in just a minute here, right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. But first, we want to talk to you about our friends because at eBay Motors because this episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer, who to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're looking to the waiver wire or you're looking to make, make the right start and bench the right guy this week, Vinny's going to give you picks all season long that are, be, that are guaranteed to be guaranteed fits on your roster, just like eBay's guaranteed fit for the fantasy pick of the week. This week's guaranteed fit is Bengals running back Joe Mixon, who's off to a slow start with the rest of the team's offense as, long, as, as well as Joe Burrow as he battles back, playing back through his, his calf injury. But with the receiving core da- shorthanded with, with T. Higgins being injured and Cincinnati in desperate need of a road victory at Arizona, look for them to focus on winning with the rushing attack and their defense. The Cardinals have allowed some ample production on the ground. Look for Mixon to get 80-plus yards and a touchdown. With eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay's guaranteed fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back here on the Locked on Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, with Mike DeFabo of The Athletic. Mike, wanted to address this with you. Uh, with Mike Tomlin's talking about the the physicality standpoint here. And this was another part of the press conference that I didn't get a chance to clip up to play the full clip. But basically, here was the quote that Mike Tomlin, he gave this right at the top of his uh, at the top of his address. He did not wait. He did not he did not wait around. He he went right to it. He said, we've been in helmets in preparation. And I think that at the start of the game, well, us warming up to the physicality component of it probably had something to do with their with with their struggles, particularly at the early stage of the game in terms of development and, and fundamental. He said he said he thought the Texans had better pad level, particularly early in the football game on both sides of the ball. And that led to a factor of how the Steelers got 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 behind and weren't able to start the game off hot. He said, obviously, in the second half, they got some traction because they were they were, they were adapting to the physicality of the game. And he said that could be reflected in some of the stops that they had and a little bit being able to run the ball in this in the second half. He said, but. He said, it's still, you put themselves behind the eight ball. They're not, they, they weren't able to come back. And he said, he said, you know, talking about the assessment of what, of what they had, the physicality component of it is something that caught their attention and why they're going to prepare for that, especially against a physical Ravens team. Steelers Ravens are, is always a physical game. Mike, I know some people might shrug at that and say, what do you mean? Pad level is, is, is something. I think that there's there is there is that component that football, especially with how fast the game is, how complex the game is. Sometimes this is getting back to the basics, and this is something that I've been saying for for a while now. I think the Steelers on, especially on offense, defense can address this as well as well in the run game. But 
there were elements to their game that I thought were just miss that are just missing. And it's the basic parts of it. And sometimes it can be a wake up call as far as getting physical again, readdressing some of the things to rekindle some of the basic parts of, Hey, you need to push that guy off the ball. You need to be more physical. And Mike, this was supposed to be the identity of this football team going into this season. Kenny Pickett wasn't supposed to throw for 4,000 yards. He wasn't supposed to be the all-time quarterback. This was supposed to be there. He had, he was the quarterback of a balanced offense that ran the ball well, and then played off of that. And, they did start to run the ball well in the second half, but that didn't pick up. And on the flip side, they didn't stop the run consistently enough early on. What's your take when you hear Mike Tomlin talk about, about the level of physicality? Do you think this is a real thing the Steelers can actually address? Yeah, and I think that it goes into, I'll focus on offense here, running the football. And last season when the Steelers were, their season was in a tailspin, they were two and six going into the bye week. They were the, eighth worst rushing team at the time people were questioning the whole Najee versus Jalen Warren debate was popping up well they came out in the second half of the season and they transformed into the eighth best rushing team in the league I think right there that's your blueprint and that's some of what Mike uh, Tomlin is hinting at is that maybe something similar to that could be part of the solution on offense and look I understand that nobody wants the Steelers to return to the 70s it's not the 70s anymore it's not the 90s anymore you have to be able to throw the football but you still look at teams like the Eagles that when things have gone terribly wrong for them and they look like they can't get anything going, they know that they can lean on the running game. Similarly, 49ers, one of the top five rushing teams in the league, you could still win football games and win Super Bowls if you're a rushing team. So, um, you know, I think that the Steelers need to look at that. They need to look at last season. They need to look at these other teams and say, if we – have the baseline and our floor is we know we can get three to four yards per carry. We could shorten the game and we could take some pressure off of Kenny Pickett who is struggling right now. I think that's the formula right now. And I get it. You want Kenny Pickett to be Patrick Mahomes overnight. You want the Steelers to air the ball out. They're not there because of the offensive coordinator or because of the quarterback or probably because of both. They're just not there. So they need to make things easier on their quarterback. They need to set up more manageable third downs and they need to run the ball effectively to, to shorten these games and to kind of have something they can lean on when things aren't going the right way. I'm right with you. I, I think that they there are there are things that they have to do in, in, on, in on the field to be that team. Mike Tomlin told Keanu Benton way back, and we'll get to Benton and the rookies in the next segment, but Mike Tomlin told Keanu Benton when they when they were talking to him, they, they, they wanted to be a goon squad. They wanted to be <laughs> physical. And, 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 and well, that was a cool thing that was that was said there. I really think that it's like, hey, like if you're going to be that team, you got to be that team to win. And I think that's the thing that they have not consistently established. I think there's some people that get it. You don't got to tell TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith to be physical. They are. They'll get they get off the ball. That's why that they're impacting the games. They're, they're the most impactful player the Steelers have had this season, as far as you know, sure. as far as why they've won the two games that they've won and they've been in the other two games for the moments that they've been in them briefly. Um, but I, I look at this and I look across the board and I just think like, man, like. If the Steelers could come out in this game, and Alan Saunders and I talked about this on their on our Tuesday episode, if the Steelers just don't let that game get out of hand, if they're able to just keep pace with the, with the Texans and they and they score on that drive where they failed on fourth and one, and there were three open guys, and there was a path to run for 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 Kenny Pickett, if they if they if they're keeping pace and they get a score there, 
they could very well win that football game. Like I know it ended at 30 to six. And so it doesn't look that way, but they score a touchdown there. They're down by three at that point. They'll have, they'll have, they'll be on a, a what would have been a, what a 13 point run. Uh, and the, and the Texans would have had pressure on them to actually execute on offense. They wouldn't have had any momentum. They're a young team as well. They they're building off of that. It's why the winning those moments are so important. Why, as a coach, you have to emphasize, especially if this is going to be your identity, you know, it'd be different if they had a great expansive passing game, but that's just not the reality right now. They have to win with this style of ball. Right. Absolutely, Chris. I also think that maybe we bought into what they were saying too much. You know, we heard um, Omar Khan and Andy Weidel talk about how they're a team that values the line of scrimmage. They want to be a tough physical football team that breaks the opponent's sword in the second half. And they did make some changes, and those were good changes towards the goal. But I'll steal my buddy Brian Backo's take. He said, it says something about the line that the Eagles' worst offensive lineman is the Steelers' best. And, and mm. I think that that's something that Steelers fans maybe need to realize as well is – yeah, over time, you'll see the Andy Weidel impact and maybe the team built similarly through the trenches that's physical and tough, but maybe they couldn't do that all in one offseason. And, uh, you know, as much as I really like as a person Mason Cole and he's very friendly in the locker room, mm-hmm. he's getting beat very consistently. You know, Chuk's a for he's getting beat. So just because you went and you signed one offensive lineman doesn't all of a sudden make you a mauling offensive line. And, and I think that that's probably the same on the defensive side of the ball and the defensive front. So, you know, some of these changes they'll try to make and try to send a message through padded practice on Wednesday. But again, these are also changes that are going to have to be made this offseason with more significant overhauls to different position groups. I agree. And one of the guys that could change that on the offensive line is Broderick Jones. We now know that Dan Moore Jr. will not be playing in this upcoming game, which means It's Broderick Jones time. So let's talk about the rookies. We'll do that on the other side of this break here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, Mike DeFable, don't go anywhere. We We got a lot more to say. But first, I want to remind you, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself throughout all of them. And I've placed, faced plenty of times in my life when I've tried to shoulder on a lot of burdens, but found my answers thanks to the help from good therapists. And that's where BetterHelp Online Therapy comes in. They assess your needs. They can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to, ther- to your therapist with therapy. It can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's BetterHelp Therapy on- on- online by going to get 10% off your first month when you sign up at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Back here in the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, with Mike DeFabo of The Athletic. Mike, let's get into the rookie talk here because Broderick Jones is, is set to start in this game with Dan Moore Jr. out. I didn't think he was terrible in this last game. I didn't think he was particularly great, but you saw the potential there with, I think, how he started blocks, and then you saw kind of moments where his technique kind of broke down, as expected from, what, a 21-year-old rookie in the NFL. 
those things are going to happen. But I do think that, especially in the run game, he can be a, an added factor there, as well as a guy, another rookie like Darnell Washington, who probably will be starting this game because Pat Fryermuth, as Mike Tomlin stated, is doubtful to play in, in, in this game with his knee injury. Um, I, I look at this and I say, this is an opportunity for the Steelers to be more physical. And those two rookies, which are the on the offensive component, were drafted to help as far as far as being more physical. That's where th- this this is a, t- a chance to kind of see a lot more of that. Yeah, I think with Broderick Jones in particular, you have to look at where he's at in his development. So he's a guy that only had 19 college starts, very raw, pretty young. We knew coming into this, and everyone was saying this, that he was going to take time to develop, and he was going to take his lumps when it came to pass protection. He has, you know, um, dating back to the preseason and in his limited exposure in regular season games. I think he's been very up and down when it comes to his pass protection. But what do we know about Broderick Jones? Very, very athletic. And I think that the Steelers need to look at their personnel, and this is part of some of the changes they should be making, and say, what does Broderick Jones do better and different than Dan Moore? And that's getting out in space using that athleticism. So they need to design plays and run the plays that highlight that. So things, for example, I know Steelers fans hate the screen pass, but when Broderick Jones in college was able to get out in space on a screen, you know, he was out there pancaking defensive backs, pancaking outside linebackers. That's the kind of thing that the Steelers can use. You know, also on his tape, uh, there were instances where they would do pin and pull kind of uh, blocking schemes where Darnell Washington would pin the guy, Broderick Jones would get out and pull and get out in space. Absolutely, you could do that exact same thing and get Najee Harris, um, you know, out in space or Jalen Warren off of the edge. So I think that that's the biggest thing with Broderick Jones getting this opportunity is what can you do that minimizes some of the things that you know he's not as proficient at and maximize some of the things that he's good at? I'm I'm right with you on on that. You got to find ways that kind of help him grow in this because it's not just about can he dominate right now. It's about getting him out there, seeing where he's at, continuing continuously grading him and seeing how he's doing and trying to help him improve so he can be that pillar left tackle that you draft. He traded up to get him in the first round for. So some excitement there to see that. But overall, the rookies. I think that Steelers rookies have actually looked good when they've been called upon in their spots, some more limited than others. Now, uh, I asked Mike Tomlin about Keanu Benton. He brought up how, you know, he's done a good job for what he's been asked to do, but he's seen more opportunities because of, well, as he kind of alluded to, Cam Hayward is hurt. And so that's going to require more calls up from him. But personally, I feel like Keanu Benton's been better than Montrevious Adams or Armin Watts or even DeMarvin Leal when it comes to maintaining the Steelers' interior defensive line against the run. I think that he's been, been a big factor you know, as far as helping them there. And it brings us also to the other rookies, uh, you know, Joey Porter Jr., at, at cornerback, you've seen Patrick Peterson get roasted at the end of that game there. Um, you've seen him not really tackle well in that game. And Joey Porter Jr. in very limited spots, as Mike Tomlin said, he's been in, you know, in situations where they've just been expecting the pass. And he's looked pretty good. He's been targeted just a few times. And I think he's only allowed like a catch or two so far. And he's he's been very solid in those in those limited roles. What do you think it's how long do you think it's going to take, Mike, before we start seeing more of these guys, including Darnell Washington? He's going to start, but he does. He, I think this was the first time he was thrown a pass that he could actually do something with in this last game. He got a first down with it. I think they need to do that more as well. Yeah, I think for, for two reasons, it's time to start playing the rookies a little bit more. You know, 
for for one, they need a change. They need some fresh blood in there. And I think that in some instances, these rookies might be better or have more potential or higher ceiling than the guys who are currently playing. I'm 100% with you that I think that Keanu Benton right now is ready to start over Montrevious Adams or at least share reps more. Or they can also use him in their base defensive front. Instead of Isaiah Loudermilk, they could put Keanu Benton as that defensive tackle. Um, so I, I think that those kind of things are good. The other factor here is how much different would this season be for Kenny Pickett if he had been the, the guy from the beginning, taking all of the reps, getting all of his opportunities, working through the challenges, throwing interceptions, making mistakes, but learning through the experiences. And I think the Steelers need to be realistic with themselves. Based on what I agree. I've seen I the first four games, they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender. This is a rebuilding year. So if it is a rebuilding year, part of that is Get the young guys exposure. Get them experience so that next year, if you are going to be a legitimate contender, they're ready. And so I think, again, part of this is uh, the guys that are that are starting and playing the most aren't playing up to expectations. The other part is if you want things to change, you're going to have to have a, a youth movement and, and playing some of these guys could help prepare you for the future. I'll say this. I'm not sure I agree with the point that this is a rebuilding year. It's, it's not, not a Super Bowl contender, but we, you and I talked about that before the season even started. This isn't the year for the window to be open. This is the year to set up the years to for the for the window to be open. I mean, to me, maybe it's not a rebuilding year as much as it's a a kind of form formation year. I think last year was kind of a rebuilding year. They they needed to they needed to somehow survive that season with all the things they were going through. But this year is to take the step forward from your rebuilding year. And you know, right now they're two and two. You know, they're a, right now they're they're still ahead of where they were this time last season by a game. If they win up this on this upcoming Sunday, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility right now because it's the it's Steelers Ravens, it's the AFC North football, anything can happen. Uh, but if, I mean, imagine if they get through Sunday, they go into the bye week, they get back Deontay Johnson. Everyone's everyone's starting to get healthy, healthy again. And they're in first place in the AFC North. Compared to where this time last year, you were sitting like, man, I don't know if the Steelers are going to win another game until TJ Watt comes back. That that can be such a different point where if this team starts to pick up steam the way it did last year, the way that they started to figure things out, the offensive line got better, the run game got better, Kenny Pickett started to figure out how, how to fit the things in different situations, the defense also got better. If they progress that way and they start and, they, and they're doing so from not having to climb back six games in the hole in the playoff race, this team can very well put themselves in a better position. Again, I don't pick them to go far. Like I, I still think this is a team that makes the playoffs. I don't pick them to go far in the playoffs. I said that from the jump here, but I think I, I maintain they're still right where they need to be to take steps forward. The question will be, will they take those steps forward? And part of those steps needs to be, in my opinion, seeing what some of these rookies have. Yeah, I agree with you, Chris. Before the season, my prediction was 10 and 7. And I actually think that that's still my prediction right now. I think that they're a, a team that's going to finish barely with the winning record. That's going to make uh, one of the wild cards and lose in the first round pretty handedly. I think that's where they're at right now, but I think they should be looking for opportunities to get guys like Joey Porter jr. In. And, and I think it's, it's also when guys are underperforming, you know, it's not like Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace are playing great and fans are clamoring for Joey Porter jr. I mean, if, if you are a wide receiver in the NFL, invite your family to the game that you play the Steelers because um, 
these guys have been balling out against the Steelers. Like all four guys basically have had their best game playing against the Steelers secondary. So, you know, when that is the case, when the the results are so poor from, you know, then then you do have to reconsider, is it time to start playing the new guys? I think it's a big question moving forward. We'll see if that changes for guys moving forward. Mike Tomlin did say how he's liked how both Broderick Jones, how really all, you know, when we asked about any of the top three rookies, they picked Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton. He says all of them have been doing well in practice. To me, Mike, that's a good sign that they, that they, that they have them. I think that if it's not going to be this week, it needs to be soon. We'll see Broderick Jones get his first start this upcoming week, presumably with him being at left tackle and Dan Moore Jr. being out with it with a knee injury. Uh, but I, I really believe this is the time you need to start seeing them. And even if it's, you know, even if they're making mistakes that are costing you in games at different points, as long as it's not like catastrophic failures, if they're if as long as they're teachable moments that you see that you can take progress with, I think that's just as important as winning some of these football games right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's and that's that's the balance that they have to try to find right now is is how do you prepare some of these young guys to be very significant contributors next year while also knowing that the Steelers are never going to give up on a season. And until the very end, um, they're going to try to do everything they can to win that game that's right in front of them. So it's a tough balance, but I, I think that there are ways, as we're mentioning, playing Keanu Benton more so that you can help fix the run defense and win the next game or – help sure up some of your secondary by maybe preparing Joey Porter Jr. and allowing him to have more opportunities. So sometimes they're the same thing, but if I were the coach, I would be erring on the side of playing the young guys who can help you for the future as you're looking for some of these solutions. Absolutely. He's Mike DeFabo of The Athletic. We thank him for always appearing on the Locked on Steelers podcast. We call upon him. Mike, let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, absolutely. You can always find me on Twitter or X or whatever they call it nowadays. Uh, that's <laughs> at Mike DeFabo. And uh, you can read all of my work in theathletic.com. Absolutely. He's Mike. Check out all his great work at The Athletic with, with Mark Caboli. I'm your host, Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at post-gazette.com with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And find me here on the Locked On Steelers podcast every day, Monday through Friday, as well as weekends when we have bonus episodes because we are your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Tomorrow is Crossover Thursday, which means we got Kevin Ostriker from Locked On Ravens joining us. What's the key factors from both sides in this game? We'll talk about that then. Join us there on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. 